Good morning. I want to thank each of you for joining me this morning. For the last few weeks, we have been talking about this horrific pandemic that is plaguing our globe. We started off praying and standing in the gap for mankind. We talked about this being prophecy fulfilled. And we also talked about how God or why God would allow such a thing. I come to tell you this morning that we're going to make it through this. We're going to make it through. My question to you is when this is all over, when it's all said and done, and the isolation has been lifted, then what? As children, we heard stories that always began with once upon a time, and as the plot thickened and heightened, there was always a point that said, and then. Well, this morning, I just want to fast forward for a moment or two and address the and then. We have to prepare not only to survive. Whether you agree with anything the media is saying or not, the one thing that is very, very clear is that our lives, this country, neither will ever be the same again. This pandemic has proven, if nothing else, to be an absolute game changer. Businesses are folding up. Parents are becoming teachers. We are living isolated just to protect our lives and shield our families. The healthcare industry is being bombarded, leaving some to wonder what state this pandemic will leave our healthcare and insurance industries. We have seen families suffer multiple losses not knowing financially or emotionally how they're going to make it. Oh, but God, we have to walk in the absolute faith that God is still God, that God is still in control, and that none of this has caught him by surprise. Once you have accepted those three factors concerning God Almighty, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and lends hope to victory. Again, the question I have for you today is beyond survival. What? In this season of chaos, we need to follow the instructions outlined in Matthew 26, 41, which reads, Watch as well as pray so that we don't give in to the temptations of the world. Right now, the world is acting and reacting according to the principles of panic, spreading all kinds of false information and just plain foolishness. I can't tell you on a daily basis how many messages I get and how many groups that I'm included in with all kinds of foolishness, with homemade remedies as how to fight this virus. Drink lemon with three and four tablespoons of baking soda. Not taking into consideration that our bodies was not meant to consume those levels of baking soda without causing us harm. Panic. In our panic, 
we're going to self-destruct. We are children of God. We have to begin to operate as if we truly trust God. As if we have faith in God. And let our faith exalt us. And as we acknowledge that we have to start preparing ourselves for the change ahead. God is doing a new thing. Just want to know which side of God's new thing are you going to be on? What is your role? How are you going to be the best steward of God as he implements his new? Change is uncomfortable. It's sometimes difficult, but it is necessary for growth. Think about a plant in a pot. As it grows, it's going to need to move from one pot to another. Otherwise, its roots will become tangled and begin to suffocate each other. And the entire plant could die. There are some who is going to suffer loss, not just of loved ones, but of finances, of businesses. Not because God is punishing them or because they have necessarily sinned against God, but simply because God is redirecting their paths. We in our shallow-mindedness tend to think That purpose equates to dollars and cents and that if someone has money or earns a good living that they are, in our mind, obviously living out their purpose. That's not necessarily true. See, the devil has stuff. The devil can distribute wealth. And he will. All because he wants to steer us away from God's ordained purpose. Think about it. The devil tried to tempt Jesus himself and offered him his entire kingdom, which was this world, full of stuff, if he would just bow down and worship him. So yes, one can be defined as successful according to the world's standard and never have embarked on their purpose. Now, don't get it twisted. God's purpose for our lives can also include riches and is guaranteed to encompass peace of mind. Matthew 19.24 tells us that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into heaven. And it's not because God don't like rich men. It's not because God does not want the rich in heaven, but it's because the rich tend to turn from God. It's because the rich get stuck on their wealth and begin to think that their status and the accolades that they have received gives them the right to create their own standards, which often conflicts or falls contrary to the standards of God. Their wealth and their status become their God, making their access to heaven null and void. It's got to be God's way. I say all of that to say this. 
that you have to understand that the changes we are about to see are going to supersede anything we have ever seen because God is shifting people to walk differently according to his purpose. He's trying to position us to fall in alignment with his will. As we look ahead, we've got to maintain the mindset to not just survive, but to thrive. To use this time of turmoil as a launch pad. In order to do that, we have to prepare now and not wait until the battle is over. With change also comes opportunity. We are going to see opportunities available like never before. To embrace these opportunities that are gateways to God's plans for our lives, we're going to need to operate at a level of faith that allows us to willingly step outside the box. Abraham was 70 years old when God called him into his purpose. And at 73, he had him shift his entire life to move from amongst everything that was familiar to him. How many of us would be willing to do that and operate at that level of faith in God? In order to walk according to God's plans, we are going to have to listen to his voice. Now, you may never, ever hear the audible voice of God because God knows that that would probably give us a heart attack and kill most of us. What I'm talking about is entering into a relationship with God where you spend time in his word. You spend time in prayer with him, where you ask of him some questions, where you lay down some confessions. I urge you to begin to write out what you deem is your purpose and plan for your life. Now, I'm not talking about a wish list. God is not Santa Claus, and we need to stop treating him as such. I'm talking about writing out plans and strategies to accomplish those plans. God wants to be a partner with us in our destiny. Let me explain partnership. As you prepare your plans, you and your partner go over them and begin to fine-tune them. In other words, as you begin to start writing out your plans, God will start revealing things to you. He will start expanding your vision. He will begin fine-tuning the particulars. Now, in a partnership, you don't make sudden moves without your partner's approval. God is trying to take us somewhere. He's trying to move us into our destinies. To arrive at the city of Thrive, which is located on the continent of destiny, it's going to require us to invest in a ticket. Invest in a relationship with God. It's going to cost you some time. It's going to cost you some relationships with some people. It's going to cost you to discipline your life. It will also require that you check some baggage because you won't be able to carry the baggage that you're carrying with you on this journey. 
You're going to have to check unforgiveness. You're going to have to check bitterness. You're going to have to check selfishness. You're going to have to check your pride, arrogance, disobedience. And once your baggage is checked, you're going to have to sprint to get to that gateway on time. The problem with many of us is that we're always late. And then our excuse is, well, if it's for me, it's for me. If it's not, it's not. No, you were late. And don't ever take it for granted and think that someone else is not in line for your blessing. God is not going to cancel his plans because you are out of position. He will simply give it to the person that is in position. Now, as you settle in your seat to continue this journey, you may experience some turbulence. Just remember that God is your pilot. You may start to hear some popping in your ears because just as you're approaching your destiny, haters are going to start talking. There may even be a rough landing, but God will send you confirmation that the forecast ahead is clear and sunny. If you get laid off, or you have been laid off and it becomes permanent. What's your plan to thrive after you survive this? If your health insurance goes bankrupt, what's your plan to thrive after you survive this? Position yourself now to not just survive, but to thrive. And that requires walking in close relationship with God as he guides you into his purpose. One of the scariest and most needed prayers, especially in times like this, is God, let your will be done. My dad used to tell me this all the time to pray that prayer. It is a scary prayer and I have to be honest Like most of you, we struggle with giving anyone that much control over our lives, even God. But trusting in God wholeheartedly will require you to submit to his will being done. Now, here's a warning for you. His will is going to stretch you. His will is going to challenge you. His will is going to astonish you. His will is going to require that you step outside of the box and ignore naysayers. Another final warning is all prayers ought not be audible. For the devil also listens to your prayers and he plans his deterrence around your prayers. Some prayers ought to be from your heart to God's heart. See, the devil can't read your mind, nor can he read your heart. Also, all plans should not be shared because everybody is not going to understand your new level of faith and will begin to get you to doubt yourself and God. 
Whether you are meant to be an entrepreneur, an employee, a stay-at-home mom, or to pick up the mantle of ministry, whatever is your purpose for your life, whatever is God's ordained purpose for your life, if you walk in the will of God, He will supersede your wildest dreams. And it all begins with you taking a step. The word says, if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. I want to close to you reading to you the message version of Jeremiah 29, 12 through 14. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I will listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and wanting it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. I'll turn things around for you. Many of you have been looking, have been praying, have been wanting something new, have been wanting more out of life. We are at the gateway of change, of your new, of your more. Position yourself to thrive, not just survive. Thank you so much for joining me.